is Andy Toy from Louisville, Kentucky, here with Kyle Richardson. Hey guys, I am currently in Portland, Oregon, Pacific Northwest. So that is what makes us brost to brost, because we quite literally are bros <laughs> who live coast to coast. How long, I was trying to think how long we've been friends. Um, we met in eighth grade is when we really started hanging out, so... That would put us at 20 years. We are more than half our lives. That is insane. Yeah, fastest 20 years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, through technology and other means, we've been able to uh, keep up with each other, And even though we live on opposite ends of the country. So it's pretty cool. I've got my shrine dedicated to Steve Jobs as a constant thank you. <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Um, we Today is Halloween and uh, also your birthday. So, happy birthday to you! Thank you, sir. But being in Portland, you've got some uh, you've got some events coming up in the next couple of days. What's going to be going on out there? That's right. So, uh, allegedly, November fourth, uh, this Saturday, is the uh, Antifa Day, um, which has been kind of going around on social media a little bit. Um, some of it hyped up, some of it not which we're going to get into later in the episode. But essentially, uh, you've got this Antifa group, Anti-Fascist, which is a extreme leftist group uh, dedicated to essentially ending the Trump regime is, is kind of, I guess, their end goal. Uh, good luck with that, guys. Uh, but essentially what they want to do is hold this protest, this nationwide protest on the 4th, um, some sites have rumored that there will be violence involved. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what that actually looks like in reality. You said they want to overrun the Trump regime. Right. I get that. But why? What is their beef with Trump? Basically, it's it's their beef with anybody who's not their candidate is <laughs> is what it comes down to. But I think, you know, what they say, what the rhetoric is, is that they think Trump is a fascist who is going to start World War III and who wants to push his alt-right views on the rest of the country. Uh, I think that's, you know, that's what they say. But I, th I think they're just, they're a bunch of whiny crybabies, basically, because their candidate didn't win. Right, and which is hilarious because of all the presidents we've had, and I'm including the ones that I like, of all the presidents we have, we've had in the past, Trump is the least fascist. In fact, he is, he's steering the boat against fascism. Yet these people don't even realize they're fighting their own captain. Yeah, you know what? It's weird. There's a lot of people during the primaries made a lot of comparisons to Trump and Bernie Sanders. Right. They were like, you know, these guys are kind of the same because they want to essentially do away with the establishment and kind of start from scratch. And... That's what these people, these Antifa people are not realizing is that I bet if they actually just sat down and listened, they would realize that a lot of their goals are aligned with Trump's. Trump wants to reduce the amount of government in our lives. I mean, who doesn't want that? Liberals, idiots, <laughs> uh, brain dead people, basically. But uh, so with these yeah. specific, because last year you had issues with, you know, uh, you guys had vandalism in Portland and all this crazy stuff being in ultra-liberal city. Um, so you kind of got to see, like, what these guys look like. 
what are are they like older men or who, who are these Antifa super soldiers? They're called. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, they call themselves super soldiers, but then when you see their mug shots, they look like a bunch of like cracked out like uh, unicorns. You know, because they've got like purple hair and uh, <laughs> they they basically just look like you know homeless druggy kids that uh, don't want to go get a job. Um, so they're so they're kids. They're young. Yeah, most of them. When you see their mugshots that the Portland police post online, they're younger kids who are just looking for a good time. You know, like hey, let's go, let's go break some windows and smoke some <laughs> marijuana. So these are people without any mortgages, no kids, no real life responsibilities. Uh, basically, these are just little ass wipes, uh, fucking unicorns, and giving birth <laughs> to fairy tales. Is that what these guys are doing? <laughs> Uh, you know, basically, like, there when they organize marches and protests, there are a lot of people, and there are a lot of people from all walks of life, but then you've got the Antifa group that kind of, they will hijack the protest and turn it into something violent. Um, so I get it. You know, like, people who want to gather and assemble peacefully and have these protests, I get that. You know, that's our First Amendment right to do that. But... When you have groups like Antifa who essentially hijack that protest and turn it into something other than its intent and make it a violent thing, I mean, they were smashing windows, they were lighting cars on fire, they were throwing those little Molotov cocktail bombs at the police. Um, it got so bad that you had business owners in downtown Portland actually putting notes on their windows saying, Please do not break our windows. We are on your side. We did not vote for Trump. We voted for Hillary. I think I saw Please. pictures of that in my history book from like the 1940s in Germany. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how history repeats itself. Wow. So <laughs> now are these the people, are these the same people that are pushing for gun control? It's, it's interesting because I've also seen um, Antifa posts where they are now kind of wanting to become a militia, an armed militia. So they, they're actually training in self-defense. They're training in combat. They're training in how to use a weapon. So I, I don't really know. This is kind of a new group to, to a lot of us because typically, yes, they would be kind of for the anti-gun, anti-weapon, anti-violence crowd. But this is a whole new group in the fact that they have turned violent and they have turned really combative in their approach so let's talk about the name so obviously that's a word merge between what anti and then fascism which obviously sounds like a character out of my daughter's my little pony show but uh i kind of played around with the name uh antifa and just kind of came up with my own little uh acronyms antifa a ninja wannabe task force inconsistent with free speech in america Antifa <laughs> against no thing that is fucking applicable. Uh, I like that. Or you know, you could just change the words all together and like Ant Ant Quifa. You know, like <laughs> they what they have to say is about as significant as an Ant Queef, uh, in my opinion. <laughs> I've got to admire their you know, their passion. But I think like what Kyle said, it's very misdirected. It's misguided. It, it, they don't understand that, you know, if we all sat down and listened to each other, 
tr- they, they probably share the exact same, most of the same views that Trump shares as well. And the stuff that they're trying to fight for, Trump is as well, except he's doing it in a much more diplomatic, albeit, you know, Twittery fashion. So, I mean, why, what's, what, why the confusion then? Why are these folks so taking out their anger on Trump then if a lot of their views are aligned? Everyone needs a dragon to slay. You know, when Obama was in office, everybody was happy and, you know, doing each other's hair and throwing flowers. And, you know, it was a cute little gale time. Well, and the thing is, most of them didn't like Hillary either. They thought that she represented the old establishment, too. They they really hated Trump, but they didn't they weren't that crazy about Hillary. But would uh, they, would they, they react her. the same way if Hillary was, would they be doing this in, in four days if Hillary were in office? Absolutely not. No, because it's, you know, it's, it's, there's, you know, and here's the thing, you know, Trump, (laughs) here's what everybody's so pissed off at Trump about is that he is actually doing exactly what he said he was going to do. And that is completely unprecedented with any politician. Hmm. That's true. I mean, uh, you know, you and I talked during the primaries and Trump was probably my 17th choice. Um, but as the candidates started getting kind of narrowed down, I really felt like, you know, you've got, I really liked Rubio and uh, Cruz and, and guys like that. But the truth is they really did represent kind of the old way of doing things. And to be quite honest, the old way doesn't work. I feel like you have so much gridlock in Washington. You just, you can't get anything done. And the fact that Trump wanted to essentially dismantle uh, politics as we know it, really appealed to me. And and like you said, the fact that he's actually delivering on a lot of the stuff that he said is uh, is exciting. I don't know if I ever told you this, but did you know that I was a liberal for like a month? <laughs> Explain. Please share. How, how did that go? You probably had the most friends so, in your entire life at that month. <laughs> in, in college, I had to take this class. It was called um, Human Diversity. And it was the most, like, social justice warrior course you could ever imagine. Um, we were rarely, or all, you know, constantly shown documentaries, you know, about illegal immigrants crossing the border. And we're supposed to be, you know, rooting for them. Um, we had to, one of our class projects is we had to take a city bus from college to downtown Los Angeles to see, you know, what the other side goes through every day riding a bus to work. Um, and I, you know, I just played on my phone the whole time. Uh, I was like, this is awesome. I would love to do this. Hell yeah. <laughs> Watch movies while you're driving. But you know, and, well, you ended up doing the, that for about, for a couple of years. You did, you took truck public transportation until recently. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and you know what? It's really not that bad. <laughs> so, um, the, but the fact is, I, I am an emotional person, and so I do get swayed by people's stories. And so when I would hear these stories, especially the way that they were presented, which is so one-sided, I was right. like, yeah, you know, that's that's not fair. That's not right. But the thing is, you cannot just look at one person's story. You have to look at facts. And facts are a very frustrating thing because they're not comfortable, and they're not fun, and they're not emotional, and they're they do make you feel awkward sometimes because it doesn't always support the narrative. Um, and a lot of people will pin conservatives as being really heartless 
because you just we look at the facts and not the way it makes us feel when we enact policy. But the truth is, um, facts should determine your feelings, not the other way around. And so we, I feel like a lot of conservative policies generally do try to do what's in the best interest for society as a whole. Now, would it be in the best interest for a Mexican family to be able to illegally cross into America? Yes, it would. It would be in their best interest. Would it be in the best interest of the United States to let that happen millions of times? No, it would not. So it's, you know, when you start measuring emotion against data, uh, it doesn't always line up. Right. It's unsettling for people to have a president in office who actually cares about the Constitution, unlike Obama, who, you know, pretty much wiped his ass with it and then did whatever the hell he wanted behind closed doors, I might add, (laughs) behind closed doors. He would never, Uh. you know, he would never do that in public because he was, you know, the one thing, the one thing I give him credit for was his public appearance. He was always very, you know, suave and he he even swayed me a few times. I'm not going to lie. You know, and then my wife looks over at me and says, stop. Just because uh, you saw that look in my eye. I was kind of like lusting after the man. He's like, yeah, this guy's looking good. He's <laughs> keep, it in your, good. keep it in your pants, man. <laughs> and, and, you know, my <laughs> wife could just tell that I'm totally being swayed by this guy. Such a smooth talker. That's what he does, you know. You love Ellen DeGeneres, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody does. So she, <laughs> have you ever seen pictures of her, like just like paparazzi pictures of her in public? Yes. She just looks like the meanest person on the planet without her makeup and without like she looks like somebody that i would avoid like the plague well she looks like if uh, if kevin McAllister did drugs for 20 years (laughs) and lived on the streets (laughs) 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 i hate to say it one time one time i was trying to change my hairstyle and pick a new hairstyle and i literally asked my wife i was like do you think I should get my hair cut like Ellen? Because <laughs> well, so I like her hair. I'm not going to lie. Right. I, her, she has a great hairstyle. He really, or she really does, you know? And it's just, that's the thing with these Democrats, these liberals. They put on such a great face. They've built an empire out of putting on a great face. It's called Hollywood. Well, and I think what you're seeing now is that that's all starting to crumble. It is. The glass castle is shattering. And... I love it. I love seeing the left destroy itself. You know, it, they're going to get pushed to a point where what else are they going to do? Um, well, so here's a question for you, because I know during the primaries, you were really frustrated with the two-party system, and you even voted independent. Um, but now that Trump is in office, have you kind of reconsidered that at all? I love him. I, I even love, to the point that I love his tweets. You know, it's because, and here's why I understand that he crosses the line. I understand that he's not always acting in a professional manner. This guy comes into office and from day one, he starts talking to us. Unlike any president has ever done. And he starts filling us in on the gaps between, you know, between speeches. And he he starts calling out the media liars. He starts calling people out, which is something a president has never done. And basically, this guy, he comes into office with balls the size of Mount Rushmore times 10. <laughs> and it's like, this guy really turned my head, and he really got me to get on board with him. 
I don't agree with every single policy he puts in place, and that's fine. But I agree with the way he runs things. I agree that he's trying to take down the establishment as we know it and trying to rebuild it from the ground up. I think that's a very good thing, and anybody that bemoans that is a jackass. I'm sorry. Because they've done it, you know, we've done it their way long enough kind of a thing. And he has won me over. He has completely won me over. You know, and it's like, nobody, and everybody was all up in arms about the whole, you know, the private recording and whatnot. And he had all these, you know, people crying about it and, you know, grabbing pussies and whatnot. But it's like, honestly, you and I have had conversations with each other during, as we skipped church. And they were worse than what Trump said. You know, meanwhile, all of our friends and all the girls we were lusting after were singing Jesus and, you know, Holy High or whoever. And it's like, and it's like, we, we're just, nobody is any, he's not any better than anybody else. The only reason he's better than anybody else is because he fought harder and he did what needed to be done. And now he's taken reins of the country. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, but I guess kind of, going back to what we were talking about with it, with Antifa, you know, it's, I don't, I, I suspect there will be, um, you know, quite a few gatherings in a lot of the larger kind of Metro areas of the U S. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, at the same time, I do think some of these will, will probably turn violent. Um, like we've seen in the past, but you know, a lot of the rumors about kind of the targeted, we're going to go around and hunt down all the Trump supporters and stuff like that. I definitely am, am am not worried about that. You're gonna you're gonna attack me with your mocha latte frappuccino? I don't think so. <laughs> Wait, you're not you're um, you're not afraid by what Tom Bloke said on Twitter? November fourth, this is an Antifa leader. Millions of Antifa super soldiers will behead all white parents. I'm sorry, but you can't be a super soldier while you wear skinny jeans. You just can't. <laughs> it just doesn't work. You burn me with your latte. I'm gonna sue you. uh so but at the same time like like they tend to do i i think these things are only going to get worse and more violent unfortunately um from both from both sides you know you've got the the alt-right too the neo-nazi guys who uh are essentially the same thing as antifa really when you think about it yep they're essentially the same thing yeah they, they yeah they are um so it's it's just it's sad because you and I have been talking about this, but I think the closest we've ever been as a united country was right after nine eleven. That is the greatest example that we've ever seen in our lifetime, and probably that we ever will see. I I don't think that will ever happen again. It won't because the next time a major event like that, I mean, just look at uh, you know even the Vegas shootings. You know, that's the mass the the largest mass shooting in, in American history. You know, that divided people, too. People started, the very mm. first thing I saw when I started looking at comments on videos was Trump did this. <laughs> it's just wow. ridiculous. And I don't know. So we don't know what's going to happen on the 4th. I'm excited. I'm going to get my popcorn and, you know, get on Facebook and watch all the live feeds. We do know that the small pockets of violence that will break out will be uh, will be definitely enlarged by the media. We can definitely count on that. Mm-hmm. We can count on, you know, uh, no matter what Trump says about, you know, this whole Antifa thing, which I'm sure he will, whatever he tweets, people are going to take it out of context and they're going to bash him for it. Um, you know, and so those are the two things I can count on for sure. And I'm excited to see where those things lead to. Yeah. 
It'll be interesting, whatever happens. I kind of wish it was happening today on Halloween. Everybody's already dressed up. You know, I see all these little... <laughs> I was actually at Target earlier, and I saw this little boy dressed up. I couldn't tell if he was a little ninja man or, or an Antifa guy. I, I couldn't tell. I almost wanted to ask. <laughs> no. Hey, Kyle, you have a good, uh, happy rest of your birthday. Thank you, sir. Take the kids' candy. Eat up as much as you can. And I will see you next time on Roast the Awesome.